Welcome to Powerful Journeys Outdoors in Nature, where we come together as a tribe and sit around the fire and share stories, powerful stories that happened for us and to us. And the, the integration we take from those journeys, the excitement we felt, the fear we felt and the wisdom that we come away with that we want to share with our other tribe members and to be seen in that story and to be heard and to feel connected because, you know, we're all in this together. So enjoy the story from one of the people who have powerfully journeyed outdoors in nature. Hi there, thanks so much for joining me. I'm Tegan and I am the host that you usually have on this podcast unless I've um, been taken over by Gemma, but not today. And today I have my guest, Corey. Hi, Corey. Hey, how you doing, Tegan? I'm really well, thank you. Um, so we'll just get straight stuck into it. I would love for you to introduce, so your body and your soul. So your body, how old you are or how many laps around the sun you've done and kind of what stage of life you feel like you're at. First, I would like to introduce the third party that's in the room right now. Who's that? The stick with the fluffy hair. <laughs> My new microphone yeah, stick. Yeah, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. Thank you. Um, straight out of the dog's mouth. It's um, it's sustainably sourced, um, environmentally friendly, and um, I'll take a photo of it and everyone can have a look at yeah, it. Yeah, good. Very much on brand. <laughs> yeah, 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 totally. <laughs> okay, so what was the question again? Hit me. So, you're, how old are you? I'm 36 years old. Okay. And what stage of life are you at? Uh, currently pushing very hard in professional direction. Mm. Um, so I've very much wrapped my identity at the moment around my mm. job. Very much so. How long do you think you've been in that phase for? Uh, probably two years, I would say. So since I decided to get into the comm games and work in the comm games and then progressing yeah. from there. So I was very much like, I'm going to do this for three, four years. Yeah. I'm going to get like just work work my butt off, get to a certain point, and then, um, you know, I'll concentrate on the next part of my life. Retire early, get yeah, a caravan, yeah. terrible in Australia. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> right. That's exactly right. I'm going to be a grey nomad before I get grey hair. <laughs> totally. <laughs> like a sexy nomad instead. Yeah, yeah. What were you like... Be- it's too late. I've already got grey beard. <laughs> point of no return. <laughs> what were you like before that? So you said that was the last two years. What was it like? What was Corey like before that? Um, so I guess I was very much... Very social before that, mm. I guess. I had a very, very good, close group of friends. We were always partying, hanging out together, going to the beach together, mm. traveling together. You know, we went to Madagascar and we went to um, went to various parts of Australia and just always hung out. So I was just a lot more, I guess, social and friend-oriented mm. at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And now you got your eyes on the prize. What is it, the idea of like a career? I'm just turning this into a different type of podcast. What um, What is it about like you want to focus on your career? Like why has that come alive for you? Um, I guess I like to have something to aim for. Yeah. And is it like financial or is it no, like no, a no. position it's, of power? Or It's more of, I guess, just a challenge. Like okay. I like I like to create things. And I guess ultimately the idea of the professional development stuff is to get to a point where I can... I've always wanted to start my own business. Mm. And I've tried a few times. I've had online clothing stores and I've done this and mm-hmm. I've done that. Um, but 
I guess I'm trying to kind of get the skills I need and I realized mm. the skills were lacking and the way to do that was to learn from people yeah, totally. <laughs> and to do the job basically yeah. and you can't really start in your own business you don't get exposed to things until you get to a certain level whereas now I'm yeah. as a project manager exposing myself to a lot of things that I wouldn't get otherwise yeah so it's like self-education yeah totally which is my favorite yeah <laughs> uh and I'd love for you to introduce your soul so what like what lights you up? What gets you excited? And if, like, if we just found you, like you said, you have nothing else to do for the next three months. Um, what would I, we find you doing? If I had nothing else to do for the next three months, I would travel and create. I love to travel. I love to adventure. I love to push myself past my point of comfortable. Mm. What is it about travel? Um, I guess it's just an op- the opportunity to introduce, in like, to expose myself to a lot of different things, things that I wouldn't expose myself to normally in a day-to-day life. And I like pushing, I like stepping to a line and walking over it. I like feeling a little bit uncomfortable. Okay. Um, And so, like, I like meeting new people. Mm. I'm the first person to go up when I'm wingmanning my friends. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) From time to time. I'm the first one to go up and introduce myself to a group of people and kind of get the ball rolling just because I kind of, it makes me feel uncomfortable to do that. But I really enjoy the feeling of crossing that line. Were you like that as a kid? Um, no, no. I never crossed that line as a kid. I was a lot more nervous and shy and quiet. Yeah. But once I realized that I could do it, I really enjoyed doing it. Yeah. Oh, cool. <laughs> so traveling and adventure. And so what really like brings you alive is like that testing your limits almost yeah. in different situations Just with different people. Like, I guess uh, novelty. Okay. Novelty mm-hmm. lights my fire. Okay. Are you the kind of person who will like try the new frozen Coke flavor for novelty? Uh, like 7-Eleven, there'll be like a weird blue flavor. Well, that's a really like... bad example. That is a really bad example. But yes, yes, I am. Okay. I am that kind of guy. Okay. Um, you know, if there's a new new experience to happen on the Gold Coast, I'm like, you know, mm. escape rooms. As soon as they came mm. around, I was just like, I am in. Mm-hmm. I'm done. Yeah. That is there an experience you've had just lately, where you just something new that you found? What's the latest new thing that you have found or experienced? Um. Like, are we going down the nature trail yet? No, or no, no, just no. In general? It could just, it could literally be a new flavor of frozen Coke. All right. And I don't latest, condone Coke. <laughs> the latest new thing I found would probably be. It's really hard. Oh, my motorbike. <sighs> yeah, I got in a motorbike. Like, I bought a motorbike and just started riding motorbikes. Okay. So that's probably the latest thing that like I. Like a new toy. Yeah, yeah. And what yeah. is that like? Well, I was riding, but like, I grew up riding dirt bikes as a small child. Yeah. And then um, I've always been like, ah, oh, you know, I've, it's just, it is a, a scary thought because everyone, you've been on a motorway before, you know how to yeah, drive. for sure. And, um, and I know how I drive. <laughs> and, <laughs> well done for taking responsibility. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, um, and so, yeah, it was, it was, uh, it was a little bit, a little bit nervous to mm. start with. Uh, I was a little bit nervous getting on the motorway and, you know, I was very, very timid and, mm. you know, it's, it, I crossed the line and off I went and now I ride every day to work mm. and stuff like that. So that's probably the latest major one anyway. Yeah. I remember my dad when I first got my license was like, Tegan, I want you to know this. And I'm saying this because he's never going to listen. Yeah. <laughs> but he's like, a car is a killing machine. And I just remember being like, okay. And it's so true. Like, it is so true. But I just remember that poignant thing. So, dad, I do listen to what you say. 
So then yeah. they say it's not the gun that kills the people, it's the car. <laughs> no, it's not the gun that kills people, it's, it's people the people that kill with people. The gu- yeah. So it's not the car that kills people, it's the people No, it just people. makes it really easy, you know, like yeah, yeah, to yeah. hit people faster. Well, you can kill so many people in one go. You could, that's the game, right? You yeah. get like 20 points for the old woman, <laughs> and you got 10 points for the children. Uh, anyway, segue back to beautiful nature sounds. Um, yeah, yeah. I would love to hear the story that you would like to share with us of a powerful journey you've had outdoors in nature. So, I pride myself on having many a journey outdoors in nature. Yeah, totally. And you told me I had to limit it to just one. I know, I'm really yeah. pushing you to the limit, yeah, aren't I? Yeah, I know. And so, I've actually been thinking about what am I going to talk about. Yeah, like, I, how can I put five in one and get yeah, away with yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, that's it. How can I just bundle everything up? I won't know any different. <laughs> um, so, I spent 18 months in South America, mm-hmm. straight out of uni. And I volunteered because I studied... Um, urban and environmental planning and really enjoyed ecology so I wanted to become an ecologist and so I I went over to volunteer and work through South America a quick uh, question yeah. what what does an ecologist do they like study what, ecology but like but what on a, <laughs> I realise that but like on a, like a day to day basis like what what would the lifestyle of an ecologist what does that have potential to well, look like well you have like? a biologist which studies animals and plants at a singular level yeah and then you have an ecology ecologist that studies the interactions of animals and plants across an, an entire landscape. So an ecologist, for example, where I've worked in gas and mining and government and things like that, yeah. they go out and they figure out what impact a road would have, mm. for example. Um, if you cut it through this section, what it would have on the overall functioning of the ecology, yeah. so on the plants being able to reproduce and on animals being able to pass through and and meet and mate and mm. um and water systems because water systems come into ecology too because obviously yeah all mm-hmm. animal, like all life needs water and so it's the study of how all of those things interact and mm. how certain things damage can damage or promote that interaction okay so you so had that mindset and you were in south america correct and i went over and the first experience that i had so i flew into chile went up to bolivia and I went to a place called Intiwari Yasi. Were you by yourself? Were you traveling with other people? No, no, no. I was traveling. I was traveling with my my then partner. Okay. Um, and we went to this place, and it was like there was no way to get. You just basically had to follow in instructions on the internet, mm-hmm. and it wasn't like a map. It was just like take this bus and get off at this thing, and yeah. turn left at this palm tree, and turn right at this creek. <laughs> yeah. And um, we rocked up there, and we walked into the village. And the reason I was going there was to, to look after big cats. So they had pumas and jaguars and, and little ones as well, ocelots and stuff like that. And they're all rescued and they were re- being rehabilitated, right? Yeah. Um, so I was like, this sounds like a great place to start. Mm-hmm. Volunteer. Um, you basically get food and board for volunteering. Um, we get there and we walk in. And my first thought is, what have I... Like, <laughs> what, what situation have I put me? There's people there walking around with button-up shirts that are just torn to shreds. Oh, okay. And boots on and pants that are just torn to shreds and all, like, it's all Like a zombie match. apocalypse. Yeah, They're yeah, like, yeah, oh. yeah, Or just, like, just, like, you can imagine, like, a really, really dirty cult. Okay. In the middle of the jungle. <laughs> yep, okay, That's what it kind it. of felt like. Like, these guys have, they've basically stolen these clothes or, like, you know, stitched them back together from, mm-hmm. from the tip or something. That's what it felt like, which is basically what they had done. Yep. Um, because all of these clothes, you don't wear your own clothes, which makes sense to me now. Yeah. Like, you don't wear your own good clothes when you're out walking big cats in the mud. Yeah. You wear 
these random secondhand repaired sure. torn ones. But first first impressions of the, <laughs> all of these people just looking the rattiest group of people you've yeah. ever seen. Like homeless people look like superstars <laughs> in, the in comparison. Of the yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, 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 yeah. You walk past a homeless person in the jungle and you can remember these people. You're just like, mate, you got style. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> yeah, anyway. Um, and I got assigned a cat called Koru. So you had to get assigned a cat. Yeah. And I got a, assigned a puma, it was, called Koru. Yeah. And he was the, uh, he had a bit of a reputation okay. for, uh, for scaring people. Okay. How um, big was he? Like, um, so I'm like the size of a Labrador. Yeah. Bigger? Let's just say no bigger, but like longer, yep. but about similar about, height. Okay. Um, and so we go in, we set, set up in our bunks and we go out for our first day walking cats. Um, so I go out and I'm, I've got a trainer because obviously they yeah. just throw you in a in a situation with a with a, a killing machine. Yeah. Um, and you go out and there's an enclosure there and there's a cat and it's pacing around and then they get the cat out and they put him on a runner which is just a big cable mm-hmm. um, from one side of the big opening to the other. They yeah. throw a ball for him for a little bit and just kind of wake him up and get him moving around. Yeah. Um, and then they put him on a leash. And so there's two people, right? Every like the big cats had to have two people, particularly the the more lively ones. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, the, the people had to walk one on either side of the cat. So if he was to make a move on one person, the other person was on the other <laughs> side, so could pull, pull sure. him off. Um, or her off, depending on what cat you had. And um, so you walk through the jungle, really, really cool experience. Yeah. And then you do that for, I did that for a few times where I was just observing. Yeah. Um, and then I actually became people move through, like it has a massive turnover. Okay. So people move through pretty quickly. So before long, I was actually the guy that was leading this. Okay. <laughs> leading this cat. And I had a newbie with me. Wow. Um, but I think the reason that I chose this experience and why it was such an, a special experience for mm. me was just getting to know, like our job was basically to let this animal do its instinctual thing mm. as best as we could, obviously. While it's on, on a, a leash. A, yeah. While on a leash. <laughs> yeah. Um, but we were just to follow it around kind of thing and mm. get it to do its thing. Um, what was the goal for the animal? Like, was it to be rehabilitated and then to... Some of them, some, well, they were trying to rehabilitate some. Most of them were just too damaged. Like, yeah. they're too, too, they, they become a too accustomed to human interaction. Okay. And so if they get sent out again, Yeah. they, uh, so it's a, more of a retirement home thing. Okay. Damaged. They don't, like, send them to zoos and stuff? No. No, okay. No, so no, they just no, hang no, out no. there. Yeah. Okay. But they have massive, like the paths mm. that they're walking go up mountains and mm. like, or like they're huge. They walk kilometers, kilometers a day kind of thing. Okay. Um, and it was really bonding with, with a wild animal yeah. that I think was the, the, the important thing for me or which, which was the really special thing for me. Like this thing, like Koru, this, this cat was a wild animal, uh. um, had all the instincts of a wild animal and there was this kind of process of bonding and becoming having that trust with the with mm. with the cat um and you know wanted to climb a tree you kind of stand there and let him climb his tree he goes up and he comes down and then yeah. he, every now and again he'd, he'd get feisty and he'd duck into the bush <laughs> and he was playing your game yeah he was like he'd duck into the bush and then the idea was that we had to split so one person had to stand on one side of the where he went into the bush and the other person on the other side so yeah. when he jumps out and tries to pounce on you so that's what he's going to do <laughs> That's yep. what he's trying to do. You've got him there and he's yep. like basically pinned between. Um, but every now and again, he would get his cable tangled when he went into the bush. Okay. And so someone would have to climb in there after him. <laughs> okay. And 
I made the mistake of doing this once. Okay. And I went in, I untangled, and I looked up just in time to see this poor swipe inches from my face. Like, I backed up, and yeah. it was just like, I still couldn't remember. It was in slow motion. I see this poor, just like, passing by my face yeah. in slow motion. And I'm making the actions here. You can't see this, but I'm making <laughs> the actions radio. here. Yeah, yeah. Passing my face, and I still have this slow motion of this happening. Um but I had got too comfortable by that point mm. with this cat and it just reminded me that I am actually dealing with a uh, mm. with a wild animal here. How long were you with it for? Uh, three or four months. Okay. Yeah, walking and- every day. So you, we walked yeah. six days a week. We walked multiple kilometers um, with the cats and then on the seventh day we, had, we just fed them and had the day off. Mm. Did it ever get boring? Um, I wouldn't say it got boring. Like, for me, it was quite cathartic. Mm. Um, and it was what it was all about, you know. And it was also, like, you're bonding with all these other people that are there mm. for a similar reason. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's 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 something that you just don't get exposure to in Australia. <laughs> and that is, that is, that is um, being, I guess... I, it's, uh, you don't really get exposure to this anywhere, mm, yeah. <laughs> per se. Like but um, being around predators gives you a, a much more of a respect for what nature mm. and where our place, I guess, mm. in nature as well. Yeah. Um, we don't really get that too much here in Australia. Like we are, at least here, if you go up in the crocodile type country or yeah. something like that. It's a bit more humbling up there. Yeah. And we are we are the top of the food chain, but mm. there's other parts of the world where we're not. Mm. I mean, we are. We've got guns and things like that, but you know, it just when you when you're actually eye to eye, walking through the forest, watching this this mm. puma um, stalk, mm. and watching watching how carefully it stalks, and the the thing that was really impressive is that they put their back feet in the exact same position that their front feet just were. Mm-hmm. So they're always putting, so uh, they're not, they're never crushing new ground. Sure. They've already, they've already cracked a twig there. So they're going to put, and they touch, they just touch when they're stalking. They just touch and feel and make sure they're not going to crack a twig. And then they put their back foot exactly where their front foot was. Mm. Like identically. And you just don't know this stuff. Yeah. Like you're just like, this is really impressive. Like, I love that see. polarity. It's like it can kill you within seconds, yet it can be so delicate. Yeah, just yeah, to... yeah. And what, what did, that connection mean to you that you developed with him over like a couple of months? Like, I don't think I don't think I developed a connection. Like it was a developing a connection with Koro, yeah. but it was also developing a connection with, um, with nature. I guess. Yeah. Watching because we don't, you know, our, we we as humans we fight our instincts <laughs> every day. Every day we're just like... i got to go to work again. I feel like absolutely like this is making me feel horrible and unhealthy, but I know I have to do it because it's just society. Like it's society. It's what it's expected. It's what it's expected of us. Whereas out there that didn't exist. Mm. I was out there walking through the forest, Mm -hmm. feeling very much like part of the forest Mm. with a wild animal that was doing what it does in the forest. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, we saw anacondas sometimes and we saw we saw just wildlife you know and and he'd he'd chase want to chase this and he want to chase that but just being out there just made me feel like i was after a while anyway like i was going out for a hunt with a cat 
Yeah. And I was actually experiencing experiencing what it, you know what what it was like to be out in nature and because yeah. you know just you and one other person and the cat and your job wasn't to force the cat to do anything. It was mm. just to allow him to do it um, as best as you could mm. and as safely as you could. So you just felt that the structure of like you, that your life you had there just allowed you to really be present, I suppose mm. is what I'm hearing. Like being yeah. present with the wildlife that are around you, be present with the trees and, you know, the other animals and yeah. Yeah. How did that like feel? Like, what was that like? And you just, you drop back down to, I guess you drop back down to your raw, um, needs and and wants and 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 as in like shelter and food and water yeah 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 that's right and you care for yourself like just physically care for yourself the way you need to care for yourself and everything because you got to root in the jungle because there's all kinds of things you haven't but you just kind of get down to just your your base needs Mm. living in a place like that you eat you go out with this cat you walk through the forest you get exercise you take care of your health and um and you socialize a little bit, which obviously humans need. Yeah. Um, but I just, it was probably the, after going through uni, after going through school, after spending a little bit of time in the military, it was mm. probably the most, mm. the first time in a long time that I felt what it was really like to be human outside of what we're told. Like social constructs. To be, yeah. <laughs> how, what we're told a human's supposed to be, yeah. how, like, to be in the forest. Yeah. That must have been mind-blowing. Like, that must have been really, really fucking big. Yeah, it was pretty good. And it was, it was I mean, it was in the, at the moment, it wasn't towards the end that you start to kind of realise where you are and what you're doing. Mm. And, it, and you go, well, you start to realise what you're experiencing. Mm. Did it ever feel like, because I'm hearing that you learnt so much and even being able just to meet those basic needs and to touch back in with, you know, like, innate self mm. almost. Like, did it ever feel like there was anything missing from the experience? Like, did you find yourself craving anything while you were there? Um, I guess the big one was... I mean, the only thing that was missing probably would be the the novelty side of things. Again. <laughs> that so damn because, frozen coke, yeah. Yeah, because you're, like, you're doing it, you know, it's a really nice experience. And, I mean, we, we as humans, we kind of crave a, bit, a little bit of a, um, a routine. Yeah, it's like that balance. I want routine, but I want spontaneity. It's yeah, like yeah, complex. exactly, exactly. And I, I definitely err on the side of spontaneity okay. when I'm when I'm in those situations. But that was probably the only thing, just because we were walking for sure with the cat every day. It was very, very rhythmic, and yeah, um, there was a lot of routine in it. But um, did you always walk the same way? No, we tried to like he tried Mixed to he tried to because oh. they're just like a cat in a in a cage. They they get um, stereotypic behavior. Okay. Which is basically wildlife depression. Yeah. Like when Free Willy's, like, Finn gets real sad. Because you, try, you yeah. try to give them as much freedom as possible. Mm. You try to let them do as much as possible and, 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 mm. and have their instinct, like, let them play out their instinctual needs. Um, but if there's nothing going on that sparks their, their um, instinctual responses, then they just get into a pattern of just walking the same mm. route, sniffing in the same spot, peeing in the same spot. Like people, right? We yeah, just yeah, go yeah. through the motions. Yeah, yeah. It's like you know, yeah. if if we're going to work every day, mm. I pee in the same spot. Yeah, you <laughs> do. Sniff, sniff the same you spot. You know, people <laughs> stop for breakfast at the same yeah, spot, totally. or they, they do this, or they do, if you just get into a routine. And mm-hmm. and the this is actually really funny because when when zoo animals do this, 
the alarm bells ring and mm. everyone needs to enrich their lives. Mm-hmm. Whereas humans do it every day and we never actually, so the uh, alarm bells never ring. We just, we're just told that that's just the way life Imagine is. Imagine if that got to be a job. You got to watch someone like studying them. You're like, oh, they're slipping into routine too much. Alarm yeah, bells, yeah. alarm bells. We need to enrich their lives. Yeah, we got to do something <laughs> sassy on Saturday. And yeah. so like for, for, you know, you might put, you might hide meat in a ball mm. along the thing so it'll like spark them to go oh that's an unusual mm, smell I'm going to see sure. what they explore and see what that is and that's how you kind of and monkeys are the same you know yeah. like when I've worked with monkeys in South America see I'm getting two stories <laughs> out of this yes <laughs> <laughs> um, you know you would hide things in bottles inside other bottles inside other bottles yeah. and then they would have to figure out how to open them to get in totally. and that's how you enrich them is giving them puzzles and things yeah. to solve and so um, for all you human animals out there um enrich your lives Pick don't up a get puzzle. stuck in a routine yeah you know it's, yeah, go it's... out and do something do out and do something a little bit different every now and again Brilliant. yeah but you're all the spontaneous you love doing that it freaks people out some people they're like Ooh! um if you're in a zoo they would be doing something right now yeah they'd if be you were stuck you. in too much of a routine yeah how do i get that job i wonder i'll create it and then yeah how, with that experience, how did you find the learnings and the experiences you've had from that? As especially when you say compared to like being in the army, like very polar opposites. How did that? How did you integrate that back once that experience had finished? Like, how did it change you? Did um, it change you? Well, it did, and there was a lot of like that was the very first major experience that I had on this. This whole ship had a lot of a lot of um, impact on my life. It was mm-hmm. like eighteen months, and fair chunks of that. Another, you know four to six months of that was living in the Ecuadorian cloud forest. I got three That's your third, yeah. <laughs> um, Ecuadorian cloud forest. Basically just me and my partner an hour and a half walk away from anything. Yeah. Um, and that was a whole other experience. That was very isolated and very like, it was just me mm. basically. And we were on top of each other. So we'd had our own time. Keep it PG please. Yeah. No, no but I, yeah, okay. Okay, <laughs> I get it. I get it. Um, so we were... Uh, not on top of each other. <laughs> no, we were on top of each other. We are living on top of each other. Yeah. So we spent a lot of time, like, it, it just drive you insane. So, mm. for example, Nikki would go and do yoga and I'd go walking in the forest and clear trails um, yeah. or build something or do stuff. Um, but that was kind of good too because it was the opportunity to, to, you know, you actually had to come up with creative ways in order to fill your time. Totally. Um, but the whole experience had a lot of impact on me and now I guess I, um, I bring it back and I spend... I go out of my way to spend more time outdoors, spend mm. more time um, traveling and, yeah. and more time enriching my life. Mm. Sometimes I find I have to be really diligent about it though. I don't know about for you, but like sometimes like I need to go and camp out in nature for like a night. Like I mm. need to go do it and I probably need to do it at least like every fortnight to be honest. I mean, sometimes I even just camp in the backyard because I'm mm. just like, I just got to lay on the ground and just, which I mean, I know sounds kind of loony for some people, but it's like just that maintenance, but just also acknowledging that I have to force myself to do that sometimes. Like I know how good it feels and I know how much it gives back to me, but yeah, that routine, that complacency, like I have a bed in a room in an amazing house near the beach. Like I still have so much nature yet. I'm still, I don't know. It's like, I know too much. I know how good I can feel once I've been immersed in nature. So, and you get, you get comfortable, you get comfortable and you go with your bed, like you got your friends, you got your bed, you got your your TV, you got whatever. Netflix. Um, but every now and again, you just got to jump in the car and go out and camp somewhere or Mm. like I, even just getting in the water more, surfing more, free Mm. dive, like I taught myself to free dive, Mm. um, and things like that just because again, just gives me another opportunity to get outdoors. Mm -hmm. But I think 
before that, I forgot. So when I, I grew up in Kakadu National Park, right? Mm. This is your fourth story. No, this is this is this is context. <laughs> okay. This is fourth story. Uh, I grew up in Kakadu National Park, and we were outdoors. My dad's an ecologist as well, so mm. we were outdoors all the time. I was building tree houses, climbing things. Mm. But then I went to the army, went to uni, and I kind of forgot how important the outdoors was to me, sure. and how much being in nature and going to South America triggered that again. Mm. So that that's probably the most iconic thing, or the most important thing that happened over there was that I was just like I I love this. Yeah. I love being outdoors. I love just yeah. just being in the jungle. I love being in the ocean. And it triggered all of those things for me again. And so, the, yeah, there was a massive gap of living in cities and yeah. drinking and being young and doing those things. But it was this trip to Sex, South America. Sex, drugs, rock and roll. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah that's exactly right. Um, so that was probably yeah. the most important thing. Yeah, I find it's kind of amazing that we forget... But then we get this off. It's like, sure, it's like it's sad that you forget how great nature is. And I think everyone mm. forgets it at some point or another. But the, the chance that that then allows you to remember it again. And it's almost like to experience it for the first time again. To be that kid who is like, my gosh, being outside is amazing. Like, yeah. you just get to relive it again. Yeah, which I think is the, the cool version of forgetting. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah. The, the the upside to forgetting is that you yeah. get to remember again. At some yeah, point. <laughs> it's like you do it all over again. Yeah, yeah. Um, so with that experience that you had in South America, like what, in what way are you, well, I actually probably answered it already. So you were grateful because that experience pretty much reconnected Re- you with nature. Correct. And just reawoken something in me, reawoke yeah. something in me with it. Now I'm like, I really enjoy doing this. Like yeah. I really, I really love being outdoors. Yeah. And it is a great source of novelty for me mm. because, you know, there's so many things you can do outdoors. And it's constantly changing, right? Yeah, you go yeah. back to the same place, there's always something that'll be slightly different. Yeah, 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 that's right. And I've been out with you guys, whitewater rafting and stuff mm. like that. That's story number five. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, you know, there's, it just, uh, you find other people that are doing interesting yeah. things. and to egg you on a little yeah, bit more. Yeah, 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 that's right, that's right. So I love, I'm going to segue there because you kind of almost went into it. Do you think we are nature? Oh, of course we are. Of course we are. Why? Why so certain, sir? Well, how can you not be nature? Nature is everything. Because it's like it's um, it doesn't look like me. But it does look like you. But it you're just a look monkey. Like a tree. You're just a hairless monkey. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> like how like all of nature, like I'm not an ant, I'm not a tree, I'm not a mountain. But you so you just seem so I'm just playing devil's advocate because no, you no, seem no, so okay. convinced of like well, of course we are. Is like, a mountain nature? I was, is a no, 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 no. Is a mountain nature? I think so, yes. Is an ant nature? I think so, but yes. But they don't look like the same thing. No, they don't. Ooh, so why well do we done. have to look like them? Oh, well done, sir. Yeah. We oh, are nature. Lovely. Of course we are. We've created, mm. we've created a, a bubble for ourselves that mm. separates us from and makes us feel safe. Out, like safe from some of the dangers of nature and makes mm. us feel comfortable. But it's a very, very dangerous thing if you start thinking of yourself as not nature. Mm. If humans start thinking of this, the of themselves as something more or less, than have you nature. ever experienced that? What it feels like to not be aware that we are nature? Well, I guess you do forget. Like in again, that period like of forgetting, yeah. when, when you in that period of forgetting, you just kind of lose touch. But um, it's a scary idea, and I guess that's what puts us. And I'm gonna I'm gonna get political here, <laughs> but. You oh, know. let me get your box ready so you can stand <laughs> on it. Go for it. But you know, it's it is it is kind of where we are now. If mm. we if we think of ourselves as more than nature, better than nature, 
um, mm. more important than anything else in nature, mm. and we end up in a catastrophe where we prioritize ourselves over other things and mm. the other things around us that we need collapse. And then all of a sudden we're standing around going, but we needed that. How did that disappear? Mm. And it's because we put ourselves before it. Yeah. We're in a drought now. We're, yeah. you know what I mean? Like we need water. <laughs> <laughs> to literally live. Yeah, 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 yeah. Water is nature and nature, it's part of mm. nature's cycle. It's part of the natural cycle. But, you know, it just goes to show that we can't live without nature. Nature, yeah. nature. I was going to say nature can't live without us, but it very much can. Yeah, that's so true. <laughs> I think that's the ultimate outcome, yeah, isn't it? That yeah, it's just yeah. like, now nah, we don't need those human-looking bits of nature yeah, anymore. Yeah, yeah, we'll just, yeah. yeah. Well, we, are very, we, we rely on nature. Nature mm. is like everything around us is, is we need it, whether mm. we like it or not. And if yeah. we don't look after it, then... Um, it's just that symbolism. Like, we're so connected. Like, we need nature. Like, we need our friends. We need our family. We need other people to, like you say, mm. bonding and socialising with. And it's like everything has its place and it's also connected but it just looks in different forms oh, mm-hmm. probably the, i love that answer well done yeah 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 high <laughs> very, five. i'm very impressed five, yeah i'm very impressed so for you that can't see that out there we just high oh, five. it was a great one yeah, great yeah. i feel like they would have no, heard yeah. like the snap yeah. yeah cool well thank you so much i feel like yeah thank you for sharing your story and the impact that it's made on you and yeah i love just spin on it so thank you for that um so that's pretty much it for us, unless you have any parting words. No. no I just I thought you were still on your box, so I just wasn't sure whether you wanted to say anything No, else. I climbed down off my box. No, okay, now great. I'm sitting on my box, looking stoic. <laughs> okay, excellent. Like majestic. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode, and we'll see you next Monday. Bye, guys.